Project Management Insights, providing project managers with professional development in the interpersonal skills areas of leadership, team building and communication. Have you stopped to think about the way that you direct team members to complete a task? I've been reading uh, a book or I forget whether now whether it was a book or an online article, and it was about what's known as situational leadership. And it's they talk about you needing to adapt your style to fit the performance readiness of your team. The people that wrote this book are people by the name of Blanchard and Hersey, so you might want to look it up. And they say that readiness not only varies by person, it also varies by task. Blanchard and Hersey talk about followers so they're the people in your team as having different levels of motivation and ability for different tasks it's not something that I've ever really thought about is it something that you've thought about the fact that people might be motivated and have different abilities in relation to different tasks and when you have tasks that need to be completed for project delivery, do you consider the motivation levels and ability of each of your team members as individuals? I know there are times when I certainly haven't. And do you pay attention to the fact that for some tasks, team members do seem really motivated? It's like they just jump right in and get right into it and seem really excited and motivated and want to complete it, and yet... For others, it's like they don't appear to be motivated and interested at all. It takes them longer. They make excuses. They sort of hedge around. They might slow down. They really don't jump in. I noticed this with the project teams that I've worked with. There's been certain tasks it's like everybody seems to want to steer clear of. They're just not motivated to do them at all, and this creates a problem for my project schedule and project delivery. And when you speak to the team, do you assume that they all have the same level of knowledge, ability and motivation and therefore when you're asking, it's like you're only asking in one way because you, you have that assumption that they all understand, they all have the same level of ability or knowledge to be able to carry out the task that you want carried out and that they're all motivated to do it. So in this situational leadership model, these guys talk about four ways of providing an instruction, and I found it really interesting, so let me share it with you. They talk about directing, and this is where you provide a lot of specific guidance about what you want done in order to complete the task. And when you are directing, this is a one-way conversation. Because what happens is you're the speaker, you speak, giving the guidance, and they don't. The, the team members or the other person specifically that you're talking to don't speak. So it's directing is a one-way conversation. Do you think that's conducive to getting feedback and involvement from the team member? I notice that I don't. It, it, it really doesn't work that... There's no engagement with that other person for me to understand whether they have the skills or the knowledge or they're motivated. 
in order to do the task that I'm asking of them. The second way of providing an instruction according to this model is coaching. And in coaching, it's where you work with a team member and guide them on what needs to be done with their input. So this is a bit more of two-way interaction. And you would have the conversation about here's what needs to be done, how do you see you could do it, what skills do you have, or you know, do you need help? It's it's more of a, an involved way of working with the team member to get the task completed. The third part of this model is called supporting. And this is when you have team members with the skills to complete the task and all you need to do is talk to them and talk with them about it and let them tell you how they're going to go about completing it. And I found this works a lot of the time with those techies or people with a lot of specific knowledge because they know how they're going to complete the task. They know what needs to be done. They know how they're going to go about it. And all I need to do is explain the what, what I need done and when I need it done by. And then they're normally happy to go off and do that. And so there's a bit of discussion about, you know, how if there's any issues that they see arising or the problems that they might have to deal with. And it's more of a collaborative approach to getting a task completed. And then the fourth part of this model is delegating. And this is for those staff members or team members who have high motivation, ability and confidence. And you basically let them take control of the task completely confident that they will know what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. How do you go at this? Are you any good at delegating? Do you feel confident and trust enough in the team members that you have that you can completely hand over responsibility for the task and for delivery of the task by delegating it and letting them take control of it and deliver it? I found that there are times when it's very difficult for me to delegate because I don't trust that the team member is going to complete that particular task for me. And in that, um, I'm noticing then that I don't believe they have the desired skills or abilities to complete the task. And at times, I'm not noticing a motivation from them. And so it's my own beliefs about this particular person without really checking in with them and asking them about their skills or abilities and how they would go about it. So I don't engage with them. I get into my directing mode when I'm believing that they don't have the motivation or the skills or abilities to complete the task. So having read through these four styles, which one do you notice that you use most of the time? Is there one of these particular styles, directing, coaching, supporting or delegating, that's more you and more the way that you interact with your team members? And do you consider the environment and the task to be completed before you go about asking for their assistance? So do you specifically look at those particular pieces, the environment and the task, rather than blanket for all things that you ask, for all tasks that you have to be completed and for the entire team? Do you ask in the same way every time? Maybe it's time to stop and look at how you ask so that you can ensure that you're working in the best way with each team member at any given time. 
Consider the environment they're working in. Also consider their skill and motivation level and then adjust how you lead based on these factors. You might be surprised at how different the outcome or responses that you receive from the team and the team members if you shift the way that you ask. Be more engaging. Consider the methods of being involved with a team member and having a two-way conversation going and or trusting and completely delegating the task and see what happens. Let me know how you're going at the model or the, the type of approach that you're using currently and whether it's working. I'm really interested to know. Until next week. Thank you for listening to this Project Management Insights podcast. Be sure to visit projectmanagementinsight.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter or to receive updates on upcoming training. Thank you.